Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Why can't you ever have enough money to buy a Ferrari Maranello? Are they still rubbing baseballs with mud? This is Season 7 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. We scoured the internet and other sources to gather useless information just for you. We will answer your questions today in our mailbag segment. And that news headline from news from around the world? Officer stops car after a woman was twerking. <laughs> totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome once again. We have a brand new topic, customs and traditions, except this time we produced an intro. Welcome, bienvenue, benvenuto, buzur. Welcome to Customs and Traditions with Nick and Roy. Wow. So we are bringing back a, uh, a guest, and actually he was a victim and we bring him back for a follow-up interview. He was a victim of a heinous crime. He was a victim of the later Hosen heist, if you remember which, a few weeks ago. Which, by the way, is one of our most listened to episodes. It so is. if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's the one uh, where the guy with the poop writes right. stories about the poop, isn't it? That's yeah. right. Ron Bloomer was the author. He wrote books about poop. And then mm -hmm. we ended the show with the later Hosen heist victim. Well, we're, the reason why we're bringing back the victim of the later Hosen heist is because... He has his later hosen back. Mm -hmm. And Oktoberfest, we are in October, which means it's Oktoberfest time. And he is dubbed the king of Oktoberfest, George. Nick, yes. he's not just that. I call him the Duke of Detectives, the Prince of Policing, the king of the Oktoberfest, George Mr. Oktoberfest. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, George. Boy, what an introduction. Boy, 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 boy. I'm so impressed. What, can we call you George? Because I know we changed oh, By all means, okay. that's what my mommy called I, me. I would like to open up, George, two facts. Number one, you did get your later hosen back. And number two, have you ever had a woman twerk in front of you? Those are just two <laughs> questions. Well, first of all, yeah, I did get my later hosen back a little bit on the dirty side. I had to get them cleaned, et cetera, et cetera. But twerking in in, in front yeah. of me? Have you? Yeah. Here's another question. Have you ever twerked in your later hosen? Well, well, wait a minute. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the <laughs> hell everybody's talking about. They twerk this, yeah. twerk, yeah. twerk. Wait a yeah. minute. I have a definition of twerk. Explain to me what it is. Okay. Twerking would be an, an action of the human body, whereas the hip motion makes the buttocks shake up and down. Up and down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not sideways. Down. No. Well, sometimes sideways, up and down. We can't tell unless you put it into slow motion. Right. But have you seen women do this, George? Uh, yes, but I wasn't too sure what to call it. Otherwise, mm. uh, it was like a come on type of thing. And I'm in my later hosen. Yeah. And well, can that, you imagine? I would have I would have guessed that you would experience that being the Mr. Oktoberfest that women would probably want to twerk in front of you just to entice you to speak yeah. to them, I guess. Yeah. She was, they were after your schnitzel. So um, explain to <laughs> us. What goes on in Oktoberfest? Because you have been, how many years have you been part of Oktoberfest? Let's go back from 1968. Wow. Wow. Do the math. Do the math. That's Nick's department. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Well, if, uh, nine, you've been doing it at least five years. Yeah. <laughs> Seventy four. No, nineteen sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing it for like forty years. Yeah. Yeah. 40, why not? Forty seven. No, years. of course. Why not? I mean, Oktoberfest's a blast. Everybody knows that. I mean, yeah. look at it. I mean, people are having fun. They're drinking beer. They're running around in leather clothing, which is usually reserved for pornography. <laughs> usually so what what got you involved in oktoberfest like how did you start all that way back when when i had what they called a legitimate kosher type job if you were to use that expression it was a uh, i was a business type man and someone said hey you own some drumsticks and a drum i said yes i need somebody to fill in because the guy that i use as a drummer and this was a german guy that had a little band he said the guy hated polkas i said so i, I was born with polkas up my you know what so yeah. anyway, I went there, and that was in uh, Kitchener, of course, if I can mention that. And I said, this is craziness. This is fun. This is nuts. George, I, I listened to that episode that you were on with us, and I'm, I'm a lot of people wrote in to us, and they said, this poor guy, somebody broke in his house and stole this man's leather clothing for a German festival. <laughs> and we literally had to send people information to say, yes, that is the truth. We didn't make it up. And, and so people are interested to hear from you, George. I'm glad that we have you back on to clear any of these things up. And I'm, and I'm glad the pants, my, I call them pants, but my later hosen fit very well. Good. And they look good. And as a matter of fact, you know, now that you're mentioning it, I think wearing them, I should try some twerking with them. You should, <laughs> definitely. But don't twerk too much because that leather can chafe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Exactly. Might so, want to you might start a fire or something. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who don't know the story, so basically, someone broke into uh, uh, George, allegedly George's house, and uh, they stole a bunch of things, including his later hose. And now, being Mister Oktoberfest, you need the later hose. So, what is the significance of the later hose? Is part of a costume that you have? What is the significance of a later hose? Oh well, first of all, they're made out of leather. And they started way back when, when to have a pair of lederhosen, men, you could wear those forever. You didn't have to buy every year or something because they last forever. My lederhosen. That, that's what the cow thought. Well, yeah, that's what the cow <laughs> thought until somebody said, hey, we can use your uh, covering. Yeah. And so my lederhosen, believe it or not, that's why it was sentimental, not just because of the leather. I bought them, believe it or not. They came from Germany in 1975. Oh. Wow. So you wow. bought these late. You have these. These are now like a, a, an heirloom for you. Yes. Do right. you leave the fly open to get the heirloom? No, no, no. You, no, 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 no. Because, that, yeah, but I, I, so you're familiar with the little flip flap. Yes. Let me tell you, I had a pair of later hosen as a kid, George. I don't know if you remember me telling you that. My grandmother was from Bavaria and she bought me a pair of later hosen so from the age of i don't i don't remember but from maybe five to eight i was able to wear these later hosen you know and uh so we would go to the october fests or some german festivals the schwaben festivals and i would dress in later hosen you know so we so did you ever have to if i may ask you a question then uh mm -hmm. did, did you over when you had to go to the bathroom to go have a wee did you drop the flap well, I was five, so most of the time I just peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we have pictures of you in later hosen? I'm still doing it sometimes, George. Yeah, now, you know. <laughs> yeah, whether you're five or sixty-five, it's the same result. 
So but now I get paid for the videos. You, <laughs> that's right. There's a whole fetish. So do you have pictures of this? Do you have evidence of this in pictures? What? Of, of you, me? Yes. You'd have to pay a monthly fee for that site, Nick. <laughs> Again? George, so you got them back. Yes. The yes. guy brings them back to you. You have them clean. Do you have them in a safer spot now? Not to give away where they are in your household. We don't want to do that. Right. But oh, no, no. If somebody wanted to break into my house, go looking for my lederhosen, they would have a problem ah. because I have cameras everywhere now. Ah. Oh, oh so you, yeah. So you did. You did yeah. put, put together some sort of um, alarm type system now. To, yes. So that you will be aware if somebody comes in to try to get them. And I have I have a dog. Oh, so now you even got a dog. Is it right. a German yeah. shepherd, I hope? A German no. shepherd? No, <laughs> no, but no, an English an bulldog. Dachshund? Oh, an English bulldog. So you're mocking the English. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so are we on totally useless information with Nick in and fact, Roy. Nick, his English dog has a cigar in his mouth, and he says, never, never, never. Exactly. We'll have to train him for that. So you, you call him Churchill, the dog. No. No. Are you ready for this? Yes. Sir Lewis Hamilton. Oh, oh. very dignified. Wow. Does, does, he wear, does he wear a powdered wig? Powdered wig? No. No. So, no, so no, you no. have a 24-hour surveillance on closed circuit television, so this is not available anywhere. This is only on closed circuit, 24-hour surveillance of your lederhosen. We'll call it the lederhosen cam. Can we call it the lederhosen cam? Oh, that would be fantastic. And I think I'm going to give you a good idea, George. Maybe people can can write in and, and boost this up. But I think George should start a website called Guard My Lederhosen, where people can <laughs> come onto your website and just watch what's going on in your house. You've right. got to be very careful how you walk around, George. That's right. But uh, they're going to see the bulldog there and Sir Sir Lancelot and, you know. Lancelot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that'll also have a monthly fee attached to it. Oh, that, well, it would have to because Roy wants a monthly fee just to show his old later hose when he was a little guy. Yeah, I'd watch that. If I put that later hose in, first off, I probably couldn't get it past my calf. <laughs> <laughs> he could wear it as a wristband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love hey, mine had the little... Uh, coin pocket on the suspenders with the Edelweiss made out of ivory. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This was some big deal Bavarian lederhosen. It was. And I had the green socks with the black shoe blottles shoes to do the, the dance. Well, you know what? If I may interject, I would love to see somehow Roy doing the shoe, the little shoe plotters, slappy, slappy, baggy, baggy stuff. Okay, well, I will tell you this, George. So it's a challenge, and I was challenged to wear my underwear outside in Florida. Mm -hmm. If you go on the website, folks, I'm in my underwear in Florida, and I believe manmade.com. Manmadebrand.com, and uh, it's uh, nickandroy.com is our website, yeah. nickandroy.com. Yeah. Berto, Berto's putting me on his website as well, and I'm, I think I've gone viral. Yeah. So I will do the lederhosen thing. If I can't find the lederhosen, I'll probably have to wear some of my latex clothing. There. <laughs> yes, another for nineteen ninety five a month. So, no, I don't know if you know this, George, but I, because I, I wanted to be prepared because you know, I to be honest with you, 
I get a little intimidated when I interview you because you are of such high regard. Nick and, loves to be prepared. That's why he always carries condoms. But go ahead. That's right. Yeah. And they're made out of leather. <laughs> go figure. The first he bought his in 1972. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It was imported. So anyway, yeah. That's right. Condoms made out of cow skin. It was imported and exported, right. imported and, and exported. exported. But go ahead. <laughs> Boy, you're milking it for all you can. The first, <laughs> apparently, the first Oktoberfest was held to honor the marriage of Prince Ludwig and Therese of Saxe Hilden Hilberg Hausen. That's how prepared he is. That's George. right. In 1810, <laughs> so it was a wedding party, and that wedding oh. party eventually ended with a horse party. They all went horseback riding. Now, Did you know this, George? I guess, yeah, I mean, I bits and pieces because, after all, I mean, I have to find out where it all started. That's true. That's right. Now, I Einstein, Albert Einstein, he was a smart guy. He once yeah. worked there as an electrician in 1896, and he even helped out uh, to set up one of the tents because there are many tents in this uh, Oktoberfest uh, party, of course. Hmm. And, you know, the thing is, there was a, a lady, uh, a Fraulein, that was carrying this year, apparently. Uh, 18 one liter steins filled with beer. She picked up at a table, pushed them close together, and it brought them towards her chest and walked a certain distance. And they carried 18. Could you think you could do that? Was she a buxom, buxom woman? Was she? Oh yeah, it helped to be able to be able to rest the stein someplace. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say maybe she could have held, you know. Seven in one arm, seven in the other, and then no, and she has to push them together or in the cleavage. <laughs> she could put a whole keg in there. <laughs> no, that was a behind. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. So, now do you wear a hat or anything? What else is part of your costume with the later hosen? Well, uh, the, the, the socks and then the later hosen. See, I have the long later hosen, the bunt hosen, and they come down to the knees. Okay. I also have the shorts like like Roy would have worn as a kid, right. the little ones with the flop-flop, the flip-flop. Yeah, I do have the flip-flop. That's my door. That's the, that's the I call that the peepee door. The peepee yes. door, yeah. Yes. And then, of course, uh, then uh, th I decided this year we're going to wear different type shirts instead of traditional uh, blue and white uh, diamond-shaped uh, Bavarian style shirts. We're going with golf shirts that are right off the wall, just to be different. That would mm. be different. Now, uh, the reason why I ask about hats is because uh, in in part of my research, the fine research that I did to be prepared for your show, as you're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. And I know uh, the hat, Nick. It's the felt hat. That's right, and it felt good. Uh, the more, <laughs> the more. Apparently, the type of hat that you wore. Right, it was um, it was determined how wealthy you were. So the more tufts of goat that you had on your hat, the wealthier you were considered to be. So they used these tufts of goat way back Which when. Which is pretty much goat poop. Well, no, no. <laughs> no, that's right. So you might be rich, but the poor goat because he has no tufts. Yeah, exactly. Yet. Exactly. exactly. So, um, so let, you know, uh, Nick. Again, yeah. The 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 hats were usually made out of almost like a green felt, and they had the brims. Would have had, I guess, the goat hair or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And then again, the Edelweiss plays in because you'd have a sprick of that Edelweiss, which is a flower that you can only get way, way up where nothing else grows. The Edelweiss grows in the Alps. And they you know something, gentlemen, gentlemen, I am so impressed with the fact 
that Roy is not only filled with useless information, he seems to come out with useful information. That's I am right. so impressed. And you know what? We, first of all, we apologize. And number two, we have a sound for that. Whenever there's useful information, we, we sorry, we play it's, a little, that. Yeah. it's a little dusty. I haven't used it in a while, so I had the yeah, dust. George, George brings it out of me. I think Nick. Yeah, you know? he does. I'll tell you the truth. I think it's just that countryman type thing, you know. So, what other instruments do you have in your ensemble? Because you're a drummer. So, what other instruments? Well, do you have? I usually work as a quartet with trumpet, saxophone, flute, and keyboard slash accordion and drums, which means four, three musicians and a drummer. Wow, so me and George have a lot in common. We both have the German thing going. We're both musicians and performers. Mm -hmm. And we both like to, on the weekends, dress up in uh, uh, furry costumes <laughs> looking for women. Is that true, George? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I have to think about that. I definitely have to think about that. But, you know, if when I go to do Oktoberfest, I wear my outfit. It doesn't matter where I am. That's uh, I oh, wouldn't so you don't, have it any other way. So you, you don't should, go into a dress. You should definitely not go nude. So wait a minute. So you go dressed in your later hose. You don't go into a dressing room and no. And, of course you not. go. You don't wear later hose and then go hide. No, come on, Nick. Oh well, I don't know. I I don't have the German background like you two guys do. I'm now, Nick. I, you have the opportunity to go there. I am not in Canada. You are. So yeah. you could go to Oktoberfest, which I would hope that there's a possibility that you may be able to go this year with recording device and get a little bit of the whole thing that's going well, on. Well, you know, because it is totally useless information, then I would have to get from Nick some useful information, yeah. such as sizing, height, weight, waist, length, and all that usual stuff, and I will see how I could make an arrangement to see that Nick ends up getting a nice pair of lederhosen that he will have to wear during the month to the end of October, no matter where he is and whatever day it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, this is this is George is is really, he's the man. Yeah, I, I have to he's say he's the that. king. He's the king of uh, yeah. Oktoberfest. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, even though like England has a new king, Canada has a new king. He, George has always been the king of Oktoberfest. I, I was going to say the uh, the king of England. He's like new, so he hasn't proven himself. George since '68. Yeah. I mean, come on. George so, is like, you know. so George, uh, I do have a sample of you playing at Oktoberfest. Around and ferment, fully packed. It was hanging on the rack. Someone snuck in through the back. They ripped off the kishka. Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka from the butcher shop? Hey, who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Someone called a cop. Eins, zwei, drei, super! <laughs> there you go. Now, there's, there's, there's it's who a... stole the lederhosen this year. That's right. Well, we're going to change it to who stole the lederhosen. But right now who we have... Who stole the lederhosen? Who stole the lederhosen? So if you are in the Toronto area and in Kitchener, go to... What is the your website, George? My website, georgecash.net. Georgecash.net. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-K-A-S-H, georgecash.net. That's your website. You go there, find out all kinds of information. If you can't make it to, to Canada, you can certainly check out the audio and some video there as well. But I will try and to go down. And his password is Einzweidreizuppe. Right. <laughs> try to spell that one. George, we can't thank you enough for joining us once again on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, guys. 
have fun, and I keep listening to find out if I can get little snippets of useful information. And there's the odd one that sneaks in, yeah. but the useless information that's phenomenal. Yeah, we're if you're the king of Oktoberfest, we're the kings of useless information. Well, danke schön, George und Yeah, well, danke schön and a uh, ciao and grazie and eins zwei drei vier. Yeah, danke schön and I'll have a schnitzel. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. This is Totally Useless Vehicle Information with Nick, Meet Me, and Roy. <laughs> Someone asked me, um, why does the lady say Meet Me for me and Vroom Vroom for Roy? I said, I don't know. We just gave her a script and that's what she came up with. Nick doesn't want to know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So have you ever wondered there are some of these black dots at the edge of your windshield? Mm. If you look really carefully on your windshield, now if you're driving right now, just be careful and keep your eyes on the road, but also if you want to take a peek at the edge of your windshield, there are these black dots. It's baked in ceramic band to help shield your eyes from the sun and also to cover the glue marks on the windshield's stronger bond. Yeah, I was going to say they put like this black goopy tar looking stuff in there. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's the purpose of it. Now, George, uh, George, can I call you George? Can I call yeah, you? Yeah, you can. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 Roy. Stop I, smoking that pot. <laughs> you've, uh, now, you've worked in the automotive industry uh, for a few years. Mm-hmm. So you know a little bit about this stuff. Yes. Okay. I, I actually know um, some, some insider stuff from General Motors, from working and being in the factory, which was really cool, the factory. One day we'll talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So my teaser was you don't have enough money to buy a Ferrari Marinelli. How do you know? If you had enough money, you couldn't buy one. No, why not? All the money in the world would not buy you one because no matter if you walk into a Ferrari dealership with a suitcase full of money, you have to be chosen by the Ferrari company. They pick 500 people a year out of a pool, and out of those 500 people, they only choose about 10. And those 10 people, those 500 lucky people are even thought to be chosen. Only 10 will get a crack at buying the Marinello. If those 10 don't want it, they'll pick more. But most of the time, the 10 will buy it. Uh, Sammy Hagar, remember him from uh Van Oh, Hill. right, of course. Okay. Yes. Now, the, real, the real lead singer. <laughs> that's right. If, if uh, someone was going to ask you, if you're walking along the street and they say, hey, Roy, um, what brand, uh, who makes the most tires in the world? What would your answer be? If someone asked you, who makes the most, who manufactures the most tires in the world? Kumo. Bridgestone, Michelin, Kumo. Kumo. Right? Yeah. yeah. Nope, none of them. There's Ooh. one manufacturer that makes millions and millions and millions of tires, more than any other competition. The brand is Lego. Oh, no. The the Danish toy maker is far and away the world's largest tire maker. (laughs) The company makes 100 million more tires than second place Michelin. Ah, see? That's cool. So now this is the kind of info. So you're welcome. First of all, uh, you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, and you're welcome. So Mm -hmm. you can go to a party and say, I bet you that I can tell you which which uh, manufacturer of tires is the sells more tires than anyone else? And they'd say, yeah, yeah Michelin or Como, it's Lego. Uh, and then you're going to yeah. win whatever it is that you and win. And they'll say Lego my ego? 
the average car remote uh-huh. that you push the button on, yes, it will work approximately 256 times before it needs a battery change. Honestly, I see this number. I saw it. It doesn't sound right because mine lasts a couple of years. I probably use them once or twice a day. So I would think it would be more. That yeah. was the number that, that was given on the site. And, and it'll do that. But this was what really got me. If you hold the remote up to your head, mm-hmm. it will increase the range by more than 10% because the space inside your skull acts as an amplifier. Now, now think about this for a second. You hold it up to your head, the space mm-hmm. inside your skull acts as an amplifier. Right. 10% more range. In Nick's case, 60% more range. <laughs> I, I was going to guess 50, but I could do the right math. because A lot more so, space up there. More space. <laughs> so if you hold the car remote close to your head, you're going right. to increase the range by 10%. Well, right. what, what, I keep pushing the button and opening my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, I sneeze and I go open up the garage door. <laughs> the Ford 150, the F, the Ford F 150, is programmed with over 150 million lines of code. Software for the vehicle's onboard computer continues to grow more complex, as evidenced in the enormous number of lines of code in the Ford F 150. Most wow. of the code is written in proprietary computer languages, and we thought there were over 8 million lines of code to operate the F-35 fighter jet was a lot. So if 8 million lines of code can operate an F-35 fighter jet, it takes 150 million lines of code to operate a Ford F-150. Wow. And you know why it's called a F-150, right? Because of the 150 million lines of code? No. Oh. Because it's 1,500 pounds, which is a one-ton uh, ah. It's 1,500 pound payload or something like that. Wow. Thank you. See, listen, yeah. laugh, and learn. And that's why Chevy has the 1,500. You know, they, they go by what the payload is. There you go. 2,500 is 2,500, 3,500, 3,500. And that, that information by in of, of itself is a payload. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a load. Yes. <laughs> have you ever seen a smart car? Yes, I have. Stupid, right? It is. <laughs> okay. Yes. They should have called it the stupid car. I mean, who buys this thing? Stupid. Number one, yeah. it doesn't really run very well. No. It doesn't handle very well. It turns horribly. It's scary as hell. And if you get in an accident, that of a bicycle, maybe oh, above the 18-mile-an-hour uh, range, you're a dead man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so Dumb, stupid car. But... Somebody decided they want to check out the world record of how many people they could fit in a smart car. No, they didn't really. They did. And the world record is 19 people. <laughs> okay. 19 people fit in a smart car. And boy, let me tell you, they're familiar with each other now. <laughs> <Yes>. okay. <laughs> Not only that, it was 19 people fit in the smart car. And of course, um, now it's 24 after Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oprah, Oprah said so. That's right. Wow. <laughs> but who, okay. It, it, that's a great fact, right? But who thought of this? People. So 19. someone sat there and they said, okay, let's invite, you know, 18 of our friends 
and, mm-hmm. and just try to cram inside the car. Thus the reason to stop the legalization of marijuana. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on four years up here now. I think it's four. Is it two? Is it one and a half? We're not sure. We're not sure how long. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, stop. man. Stop asking. There's <laughs> the Doritos. The uh, Honda Prelude was the mm. first mass-produced car to have four-wheel steering. Oh, in 1987, Honda offered a mechanical four-wheel steering option on its third-generation Prelude. More than 80% of the buyers ponied up for this option, but Honda expected only 30%. Hmm. The Prelude's performance was, only, was also surprising as it outran established players such as the Porsche and Ferrari in a slalom with a record speed of 65.5 miles per hour. So more ordered it than they thought. That's right. And it took a turn for the worse. It did. Just <laughs> <laughs> made a wrong turn. The Honda Prelude. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. That's four people steering. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, when you put 19 people in a smart car, who's going to steer? Well, that's a Polish car because you need four to steer and about eight to work the brake and six to work the gas. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and then somebody's got to put it in gear. <laughs> well, speaking of gears, I was just thinking, with those 19 people in that smart car, who gets to sit on the um, on the, the stick? stick shift? <laughs> on the stick shift. <laughs> so, you know, oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. <laughs> do you know who's the one that got uh, stuck with the, uh, well, so to speak, with the stick shift? The one with the biggest smile on their face. That's right. <laughs> the one with their face pressed against the windshield. <laughs> Hey, little boy. Hey, confused. Put your face pressed up against the bakery store window. There are no jelly donuts for you today. Only death. (laughs) So their faces pressed up against the window, and the mosquitoes on the other side of the windshield are really confused. (laughs) 60 million cars are produced every year. It's a lot of cars. Six, zero million. Right. So I said, Roy, break out the handy-dandy calculator. Okay. 60 million cars are produced every year. That's 165,000 cars per day. Oh. And you start to see how staggering that number is. Yes. That's 6,875 cars per hour. And 115 cars roll off the line every minute. So that took you approximately 45 seconds. Right. So in that period of time, 100 and... 115 roll in a minute. So basically 100 cars were born right. in the time that I said that. Or two electric cars. <laughs> <laughs> a year. It's electrifying, <laughs> electrifying. Hey, thank you very much for joining us. You can We invite you to visit our website at nickandroy.com. We have all kinds of stuff. There. That website has grown from just you know having episodes on there. We have past episodes oh, from our previous six seasons. We also have an opportunity for you to send us an email, which we'll get to in the later in the show. Uh, right now on the website, you can see pictures of Roy in the man-made brand underwear. Okay, mm-hmm. he sported and the socks outdoors. Outdoors, outdoors of in course, Florida. Yeah. In outdoors. Florida, that's right. That's that's the only way he could do that. I no uh, longer use them in the confines of my own home. No, you can't because um, his wife said something. No. So <laughs> so then also you can go to nickandroy.com, You click on birthdays and you can order a very special birthday message for your very special loved one. You've got to do it, folks. It is the greatest gift idea ever. When you have a person, they go, oh, what am I going to buy them? They have everything. They don't have this. It's a customized birthday message from Nick and I. 
we do an actual little mini show for that person all about the day of their birthday or the special event. You've got to go on nickandroy.com, click on birthdays. You can hear a sample. It is the coolest gift. People are going nuts. Our emails are filled with people. We're doing loads of them. Thank you. Yep. And uh, it just is a great gift. It really is. I mean, we've sent them to our own family and they're like, oh, my God, that's yeah, great. They that's hear right. us all the time. <laughs> yeah, they hear us do it all the time. They hear they go, that's really nice. You know, and then they, then when they hear their own, they're really moved by it. And my yeah. favorite uh, comment when we asked for feedback, my favorite comment was when uh, she said that she didn't know what to expect. But then again, no one does or totally yeah. useless information. She said that she didn't know what to expect. She thought we were just going to give some random totally useless information and just wish a happy birthday. She was blown away when we personalized, like you said, we personalized the message. NickandRoy.com slash birthdays. NickandRoy.com. And now it's time for... Totally useless information with Nick and Roy as they present dreams. Wake up. Wake up. Dreams. I felt this morning, Nick, just like that. I tell you, I was like, I was out cold this morning. Nick has expressed his disorder to me called nocturnal emissions. Uh, no, not from his tailpipe of his car, <laughs> but from his actual tailpipe. <laughs> what? 86% of men have experienced what's called nocturnal emissions, which is a wet dream. Oh, I thought it was maybe passing wind in your sleep. I like nocturnal emissions better. Wet dream sounds disgusting. Yeah. Okay, nocturnal emissions. Some men have... A, a, experience nocturnal emissions five and a half times a week. Now it says 5.5 times a week. What is the half nocturnal emission? I really don't get that one. Is that like, you know, that the guy wakes up and actually tries to fool himself, like telling his wife, yeah, it was great, honey. <laughs> She's like, who is this? Half a nocturnal emission. That's right. Did he get up? Was he woken prematurely? I don't know. That's right. He woke up prematurely. That's what happened. That's, the half. That's it. We just figured it out. So you don't need to be a scientist. We just figured it out. You yeah. wake up prematurely, and there's your half of nocturnal I wanted to emission. ask George about this, but I, I forgot. Yeah. So, for honest to goodness, I thought when you said nocturnal emission, I'm thinking that's when you pass. It's a condition where you pass wind in your sleep, but that's not. it has nothing to do with that. Oh, yeah. So make believe that you didn't talk to me about it. But go ahead. <laughs> I told you to keep it a secret. Uh, dreaming strange is normal. Speaking of strange, mm -hmm. many yeah. of your dreams are strange because the part of your brain that's responsible for making sense of things shuts down during dreaming. Mm hmm. So if you think about all the and dreams. Nick, Nick's while well, he's awake. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're talking about the part when the brain shuts down? Yes, absolutely. Every day. Every At least 85% day. of the day. <laughs> and the other 25% of the day do something it's else. Nocturnal emissions. <laughs> you hear what I said? The other 20. So you said 85%. The other 25%, I do something else. <laughs> That's 110, I know. <laughs> Duh. Duh, what? So, 
Yeah, go ahead. Did you have anything else That's to it. say? That's I have nothing else to say because my brain shut down. Oh, my God. If people or yourself doesn't seem right in your dream, mm-hmm. it's because your brain may not put all the pieces together completely. And what I mean by that is things may look screwed up. Like, for instance, you may have um, this guy, Dr. Chris Winters, who is throughout my dream thing. Dr. Chris Winters figured out that you may see yourself or someone else as missing a hand or fingers or their face is incomplete. They're missing a nose or something. And um, this is normal. Excuse me. Three, two. This is normal. Mm -hmm. It's basically that your brain is not putting together completely what it sees normally. So because your brain is saying, who cares if I, it's a dream. Who cares if I leave out a nose or some distinctive feature or a color of eyes or, you know. So it's basically normal that if you don't be scared in your dream, if you see yourself with, you know, one hand missing because it's actually normal. And I guess, you know, we're not all Michelangelo's. We, we, we can't all paint a picture with a brush and make it look good. And again, painters have problems painting hands. Isn't that crazy? They have a problem painting facial features in hands. Hand hands. Right. Interesting. Which, hmm. So uh, what I was thinking when you were describing all of that is you're basically Picasso paintings in your dreams. Exactly. That that's exactly what the guy's talking about. It's more cubistic, See? I guess. Then. Yeah. yeah, I used to have cubiscus once, but then I um, ran out of crackers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you forget whatever. whatever. <laughs> you forget. <laughs> you forget what the hell you're talking. Anybody about. who figured that one out, please email us at nickandroy.com. <laughs> hey, you forget ninety percent of your dreams or ninety percent of this program. Within five minutes of waking, half of your dream is forgotten. Within Mm. 10 minutes, 90% is gone. Remembering dreams can be difficult, but there are a few ways for you to remember them. One is to keep a dream journal and try to play back and note down everything that you can remember from when you woke, from the moment you woke up. Mm -hmm. Keeping a regular dream journal will strengthen your cognitive abilities and train your mind to remember dreams better in the future. And if you wake up and have time to write in your dream journal, I'll also say get a life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wake up, run, grab a cup of coffee, jump in the shower and out to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind writing a journal. Wow. In dreams, this, this doctor, um, Chris Winter, he did this big study. And I found a lot of it very interesting. So in dreams, your brain finds it hard to recreate walking. And I thought about this, and I've never really remember the walking. Dreams of running, but you don't actually see yourself running. It's kind of like what you see in front of you, because I guess it's you. But your brain has a hard time recreating walking. So next time you're dreaming, or if you're Nick right now, (laughs) look down and it will seem as though your feet are floating they're not actually connecting to the ground because your brain has a hard time of setting the parameters or the perspective up of your feet running on the ground so in dreams you 
your mind cannot recreate walking or running. That's amazing. Now, a typical dream, but one might wonder how long does a typical dream last? According to researchers, we dream for about two hours every night. During that time, we normally have a few dreams of different durations from five to 20 minutes. Because they say sometimes you just, it, you may think it's all one dream sequence, but according to some of the researchers in this study, they found that you're, there are different dreaming sequences that can last from five to 20 minutes. A fascinating fact is that we, on average, spend six years dreaming during right. our lifetime. Wow. Six That's years. crazy, right? You must be dreaming. See, see, you, I don't dream all that much. And when I do, they're usually the same dream. So I don't even call them dreams anymore. I call them clums. Clums. Yeah, Heidi Klum. Oh, right. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, recurring clum. And usually my dreams last about 1.8 minutes before nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And two minutes before the authorities <laughs> knock on your door with a restraining order. <laughs> well, this Dr. Winter, mm -hmm. he loves dreams. He does. <laughs> In fact, he's the guy who did the nocturnal emission thing, got 86% of men to say that they do that. Right. Dr. Winter also did a study on can you train your brain to control your dreams? That's the name of the study. Dr. Uh, Winters did this study. And it says that, let me start that again. Sure. Three, two, all, okay. All right. Doc, I'm going to start from the beginning. Sure. Three, two. Dr. Winters, the guy I was talking about before, mm -hmm. also did a study. He, he's, he's a big guy with dreams. He did a study. Can you train your brain to control your dreams? That's the name of the study. All while Dr. Winter had two nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> Not one, but two. It seems that you can train your brain to consciously control a dream. Now, remember, a dream is in an un in unconscious state. So, yes, you can actually put a conscious control inside your unconscious dream. Thus, the reason why Heidi Klum and I we're in the Bahamas last night. <laughs> Talk about nocturnal emissions, right? Yes. <laughs> Isn't she one of the judges on America's Got Talent? Actually, yes. And I actually remember sitting on the beach and she came running up and I said, oh, you didn't have to not wear that bathing suit for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she actually, <clears throat> she gave you the X. Uh, dream content differs among genders. In one mm. study, participants were asked to keep dream diaries and to record as many details that they remember from their dreams based on, I told you that before, that you try to keep a dream journal, which you made fun of, but it's okay, it doesn't matter. The findings related to the psychology of dream facts revealed that men dream more about weapons and women had more references to clothes in their dreams than men. So the men were out fighting, and the women were fighting for clothing sales, apparently, according to this one study. Which makes sense, because we're trained that way as kids. The kids right. get the G.I. Joe, the girls get the doll. Right, exactly. So You know, I mean, come on. What was the name of that doctor that you were quoting throughout your whole uh, segment here? Uh, Dr. Wimmer. Yeah. Winter. Yeah. Dr. Winter. Dr. Winter, and his cousin yeah. is uh, Donna Summer. 
<laughs> That's right. No, I, you know, I think I, that it sounded really familiar to me because when I started to read it, I just fell asleep. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I want to thank you very much. 65 country. Thank you very much to all of the 65 countries for listening to us and uh well, basically millions now going to our website. Millions. Millions are going nickandroy.com. It's really easy to remember, which is why. And we made it simple. If we can go on it, so can you. Nickandroy.com. We are on the iHeartRadio Talk Network all across Canada, coast to coast to coast. We want to thank you for all of your support. If you want to get in touch with us, you have two ways to do so. Well, first of all, you go to nickandroy.com. That's the that's the way to do it first. Then you can either send us an email or you can leave a voicemail message right on the website. What's the website again? Nickandroy.com. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? My mailbag today comes from Millicent from White Plains, New York. Dear Nick and Roy, we love listening to your show. We really can't wait for your new episodes every Thursday. Yes, we do uh, release our episodes every Thursday. And we're on the radio, as we mentioned, we're on the radio every weekend. I make sure that I subscribe on my favorite podcast platform, which she says Spotify. We're on all your favorite uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, whatever you got, we're there. And so I have it on my phone every week. Here's my question, since you guys are full of useless information. Thank you. Mm, yeah, I was going to say full of. What? Okay. <laughs> why, why is a fountain pen called a fountain pen? Ooh, thanks. And well, I, well, I, I think I have an idea, but go ahead. Okay. She says, thanks. And I can't wait, cannot wait to hear your answer. Love, Millicent. Well, Millicent, first of all, thank you very much for sending your email. Uh, a fountain pen refers to any pen with ink stored inside the barrel of the pen that uses a metal nib to apply the ink to the paper. Is that what? The old nib. The old nib, they call that, it. That's right. The old nib. <laughs> no, nib, not nip. Nib. Nib. I write just to play with the nib. Yeah. <laughs> that's right he he is a stimulated uh, writer because he plays with the nib originally the term fountain pen was used to describe any writing instrument that stored the ink inside the body of the pen to allow continuous writing without dipping the pen in ink if you remember they would dip the pen in the ink in order for them to write but these standards even ballpoint pens can be called fountain pens because they have this reservoir of ink so there you go, Millicent. That is the origins did of you, why they call did it. Did you see Nick, the king, the new king of England, Charles? Yes. He, he, I, I did not know that he's a neat freak. No, I didn't know a that. Complete and utter neat freak. He has his underwear ironed and folded sometimes three and four times because he wants them perfect. Really? He's a nutcase, yes. And he always has a problem, apparently, with his pens. And he went to sign some decree, went to take the pen out of his lapel, and his whole shirt was full of ink. And he got visibly mad. I mean, he was upset. And he said, God, this happens all the time with these God pens. <laughs> he was really pissed off. And Cam uh, Camilla. Camilla. Camilla, yeah. yeah. She's Camilla. Not, she is Camilla Iwilla, they no. call her. <laughs> <laughs> she's now the queen consort or something. She's the queen, yes. yes she's or or some sort. Of some sort. <laughs> okay. I have mail from Scarlet of South Dakota. So you have a Scarlet letter? Yeah. <laughs> Scarlet says, yes. she says, I do not watch much TV 
nor listen to radio or podcasts. But there's two things that I do listen to. On television, I watch Jeopardy. And I listen to totally useless information with Nick and Roy every week. So she's heard every show. She says, thank you. I listen to you guys even more since Alex is gone. And I have listened to every single show. So apparently, since Alex Trebek passed away, uh, Scarlett listens to us more than she does watch Jeopardy. So thanks, Alex. She says, love, love, love your show. Well, thank Three you. Months. That's quite oh, that's quite flattering. That I'm touched by that because she, like she said, she doesn't normally listen to podcasts, and somehow uh, someone, uh, like you always tell at the end, say at the end of every show, tell a friend about the trend. Yes, you tell yes. your friends about our show, and obviously Scarlett wrote you a letter and told you all about <laughs> it. You're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. And now for something completely useless. South Dakota, because of Scarlett and saying love, 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 three loves gets you some sort of mention. <laughs> so Scarlett, South yeah. Dakota yeah, is the 17th largest state in the United States, but it's the fifth least populated. Really? 900,000 people. Get ready, Nick. That's 12 people per mile. Wow. And just okay. think about like Manhattan. It's like, you know, 40,000 people per mile. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. 12 people per mile in South Dakota, the fifth least populated. What the hell? I know Alaska is the first, I believe. Yeah. Alaska. The sheer, the sheer, <laughs> the sheer mass of the, the That's state. Right. Go ahead. What's step. your useless fact? Idaho. During the average lifespan, a person produces enough saliva to fill two swimming pools. That is gross. That's almost the, like nocturnal emission. <laughs> That's right. We haven't measured. Just coming out of a different spot. <laughs> it's being emitted from a different portion of Next your body. Next thing we're going to be talking about snot, folks. <laughs> so don't worry. It's not We've true. already had Bloomer on. <laughs> hey, he wrote, listen, he wrote a series of books about stuff that comes out of your body. We should have Ron Bloomer on real soon, right? So, we got to get him on So again. the great. average person, the average human produces 1.2 liters of saliva each day. <laughs> which is about 730 liters a year. So if you do the math, because I sat there and I did the math, the average life expectancy is just over 70 years. And it's hard for him to read because he drooled on the paper. (laughs) That's right. All of the ink, because I wrote on a fountain pen, all of the ink has now become... Well, he's thinking of Heidi Klum. (laughs) Having a Klum. Plume of the plume of the pen. So the average life expectancy is just over 70, just for argument's sake, which gives you a maximum of 51,100 liters of saliva produced. So that is more than enough to fill not one, but two swimming pools. Wow, that's disgusting. So today on the show, we talked about customs. We had George. We'll call him George because he's given us permission to do can so. Can you call him George? Yeah, he said we can. Uh, we okay. thank him for an update. And uh, check out his website, uh, georgecash.net. Cash is K-A-S-H. Hey, we talked yes, about K. cars. We talked about dreams. It's time for the news. Oh, no. 
from around the corner and around the world. This is TUI News. A woman who was dancing on a dashboard of a car that she was riding in drew the attention of a conservation officer recently, ended up getting herself and the driver of the car ticketed. Hmm. It's not Florida, so relax. Relax, it's not Florida. She was dancing on the dashboard. Of the car. It was in motion. Michigan Department of Natural Resources Conservation Officer David Schaumberger. So wait, wait, what you're saying is it wasn't just the car that was in motion. That's correct. (laughs) She was dancing on the dashboard. Not dancing on the ceiling like the great um, Lionel Richie song. Mm -hmm. Michigan Department of Natural Resources Conservation Officer David Schaumberger was so did the cop drive up and peel off a few dollar bills into the car? <laughs> well, he was patrolling the Bell Island when he noticed this woman. She was twerking on the dashboard of the car behind oh, him. No, no, no. With her buttocks towards the, the windshield? The woman was sitting backward, not wearing a seatbelt, and dancing <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and dancing in the car. Now, yeah, but she had her airbag placed towards the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Second generation. Schaumberger stopped the car and after approaching the vehicle, saw two plastic cups filled with an unknown liquid. The driver told the officer there was juice in the cup before Schaumberger asked if there was alcohol in it as well. Happy juice. Happy twerking juice. Twerking juice. The driver confirmed, yes, there was alcohol in the cup. And wow. Schaumberger also noticed a open bo- an open bottle of tequila on the passenger. Oh, floor. my God. And the cop said she should put a seatbelt on c- tequila. <laughs> tequila. Tequila. No, so she was twerking her buttocks. Yes. In the windshield. While the car was in motion. She was, see, her, her. This is distracting, Nick. Because distra- if I was driving and someone was twerking in the front seat, it would be very hard. Plus, there is a possibility that she could have messed up the heads-up display somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Her headlights went on because she covered the sensor. Talking about a backup camera. Yeah, that's right. There was a backup camera on the front dashboard. And plus, when she sat back in the seat and the radar detector went off, (laughs) we know where that went. Her butt was speeding. Her butt was... The speed limit is with 60. She you know, they talk, those radar detectives. Mine goes, laser, laser. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and in her case, it was stuck in there, and it said, help me, help me. <laughs> it's all muffled. Both women in the car were ticketed. Ooh, so there was two women. There were two women. For both. One the driver, one the twerker. That's right, the driver and the twerker. Hey, um, got to get like, these facts straight. Nick. Yeah. Sounds like a, the name of a novel. The driver and the twerker. Now, listen, the, the police officer, or he was a conservation officer? He was a con- conservation officer, and he was he was basically doing his job patrolling Bell Island. It's the Michigan Department. So this is in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. State mm-hmm. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources Conservation Officer David Schaumberger. Uh, so David was driving around the island when he noticed the buttocks in the window twerking. Twerking, that's right. Both women would take... He realized, so were they cited for open container? As a matter of fact, yes. Both women were ticketed for having open intoxicants in a motor vehicle. 
he said to the driver, I'm I'm giving you a citation. And to the twerker, he spanked her. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, thanks. You're getting a spanking. You've been a really bad girl. <laughs> the identities of the women were not released. Oh, so they kept them unknown. That's right. They're so unknown. now, unbeknownst to us, we could be driving in Michigan. That's correct. And some... Michiganders be driving next to us, and boom, next thing we know, we see the full moon. And you gander over, and there's someone twerking. You do? <laughs> That's why they call them Michiganders. That's right. They're, gander gander that. <laughs> They're ganning at the twerker. So they didn't arrest them. They were driving but, under the influence. And they were, and because they had open alcohol, they were ticketed for that as well. So this had, they didn't dare give the ticket for like indecent exposure or anything. Or distract, yeah. uh, distract the driver or uh, driving or riding in a vehicle without a seatbelt. There are many other this charges is, here. Yeah, this, this is many charges yeah. they could have. Plus so, the fact of, think about the safety risk. Thank God there was safety glass because had she had flatulence problems, she could have blew the windshield <laughs> right out of the front of the car. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> then that would have been a mess. It would have been a mess. Hey, speaking would of... would have had shards of glass in her buttocks. <laughs> speaking of a mess, that's all the time we have for this episode. But totally useless information with Nick and Roy. We will... I'm twerking right now, Nick. Look. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. My poor eyes. Hold on. Let me sip on my tequila. <laughs> we will scour the internet, among other sources, <laughs> to gather more totally useless information for you next time. So definitely twerk as much as you'd like. Right. Tell a friend. Don't do it in the car. Keep your seatbelt on. Right. Okay? Don't twerk in the seat Safety either. First. You get chafed. Now, tell all your friends. Listen to the show. We're all over the world now, guys. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. You are what keeps us doing this every week, and we love doing it for you. Go to our website and look up the birthdays thing. You will be happy that you did. It's a great gift. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.